0: So good evening to everybody who's joining us for this um, hopefully very, very interesting webinar about obtaining Portuguese citizenship. I know it's been very, very popular. I think there might be something like 700 people signed up. So lots of people wanting to obtain Portuguese citizenship and looking for advice on just how you do that. Um, I think... um, A lot of people have said to me that getting information that's accurate about obtaining portuguese citizenship or anything to do with moving to portugal is very very difficult there's a lot of um conflicting information out there particularly if you are in um, facebook groups or forums um it's not always 100 accurate so today we get to hear real information from someone who actually reads the law in Portuguese and has worked in the industry for many, many years and also has the experience, I think, of working um, in a very practical level because it's it's one thing, as I understand it, to um, understand sort of what the law says. But I think a lot of it comes down to understanding how these things work in practice. And I'm sure Sandra will correct me if I'm wrong about that. Um, but, um, yes, we've got many, many questions today, and we've also got a Q&A section. So if you do have a question and you haven't had a chance to ask it yet, um, please put it in there, and we will do our very best to get it answered for you uh, today. Um, if we're not able to answer it, if it's too specific, um, we do have uh, the ability to follow up with you afterwards, um, so Sandra's team will do that. But uh, please do make sure you get your uh, questions in. We already have plenty from people. So I'm going to hand it over to Sandra to introduce herself. She's been regular guest on Portugalist webinars before. So a very, very familiar face. But for those who don't know Sandra, um, Sandra, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, your company and your role in helping people obtain Portuguese citizenship?
1: Okay, James. First of all, I think I, I do have to repeat myself. But I think it's always a pleasure to be here with you. And I think we, we share the same values, which is rare. So I really appreciate working with you. And for me and for my team, um, it's a great pleasure. And I have to honor a, a person that introduces in the first place. It was a, a young trainee I had in the office, Johan. that was quite bite and say, you have we, uh, we have to, to be together with Portugal East It's very interesting. They provide excellent information. So we have to contact them. And at the beginning, I was a little bit skeptical. So I have to honor him because he made this this connection possible. And and we are here. We are happy to work with you and to, to share these values of transparency, honesty, providing good information and trustworthy information to clients or prospects and to, to whomever this information might be useful to. So first of all thanks again for, for allowing us to be part of your program. And I'm I'm a lawyer in Portugal for 30 years. I always worked with foreign and foreign investments since day one, which back 30 years ago what was not the norm in Portugal. So I work for some important American investments And Germans investing here from from day one. I have an extensive experience in litigation and arbitration. And sometimes litigation for citizenship is important. And you have to know how to litigate because sometimes you do have to appeal. So it's important someone that knows the law and has uh, knowledge and experience with administrative law to, to act if you have to appeal, if you have... Um, if your application is denied. So in every step, it's important that someone knows what to do. Um, we we are very focused on providing value to clients. Uh, I do often um, lectures about investment in Portugal, immigration, visas, litigation, arbitration, several aspects connected with, with Portugal. But but our main goal is to provide good service and a personalized and excellent service to clients and to be a little bit the opposite of now that everything is unpersonalized, everything is online, everything is you meet someone, another person, and then another person. So we try to, to, to do a personalized and excellent service to know our clients, to know their details, to know what's important for them and to help them in the citizenship, in the whole relocation process, and we try to to help clients from A to Z. We have other persons that collaborate with us, other firms that collaborate with us, but we do try to provide uh, a help and assistance from A to Z for those that are moving to Portugal, investing in Portugal, and we are able to address, if they have any major problem, also to, to address that in Portugal. In respect to citizenship, although many people try to do it from themselves, the truth is, is that they, they experience horror films sometimes. Sometimes the, the process is delays a lot and people don't know why they are delayed. There were cases where documents were lost, the process was lost, uh, things were not done adequately. And so I think in in everything, if to hold one of the best passports in the world it is it might make sense to have professional assistance to make sure you get things right and and in terms of citizenship and for those that seek the route of naturalization i think this is the kind of thing that a person should start working on prior to moving to portugal because then they would come they would have so many things to take care of so the 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 this process of naturalization is something that you have to pay attention to you have to dominate the language it's it's important to show a strong connection to the to the community so it's not super complicated i think portugal until now offers an easier path to citizenship but you have to prepare uh, because it might get difficult and difficult, more and more difficult in the future.
0: Thank you so much for that, Sandra. Yes, um, and thank you for the kind words about Portugalist as yes. well, and the, the feeling is definitely mutual. There are a lot of other relocation services out there to um, to move to Portugal, but I really do think that this is somewhere that you want someone to hold your hand and work with you, not someone who's just going to potentially tick some boxes um, or look over a form that you've done yourself. You really need their help. Um, Portugal is known for being um, bureaucratic and confusing at times, and trying to do things in another language is incredibly complicated and not recommended. You can. Um, save that for the restaurant when you're looking at the menu in Portuguese. Yes, um,
1: definitely, yes.
0: Uh, let's see, we've got some general questions to begin with and then a few more specific ones. Um, but I wanted to start off with uh, just the very basics. What are some of the different ways that someone could become eligible for Portuguese citizenship?
1: So one of the easiest way, if you have the Portuguese parent, it's possible. If you have a Portuguese grandparent, it's a little bit more difficult because you have to have uh, knowledge uh, of the language and show also strong connection with the community. That also would be requirements. You can be married to a Portuguese or live together with a Portuguese. And according to the law, if you live together, you should be treated as if you are married but from a practical term it's might it might be more challenging than if you're married uh, it's possible the naturalization route so if you live 5 years in Portugal if you uh, in general terms speaking if you do have a basic knowledge and of the language and an A2 test and if you show a strong connection with the community you can apply for citizenship here so this was also a possibility. There are other less known routes, unless uh, you can acquire citizenship through your children. If this is possible, if you live here for five years, and in this case you don't have to do the A2 test. Uh, it is possible also to acquire citizenship through birth, if you are born in Portugal. And if one of your parents is re- legally resident here for over one year or was born in Portugal, if you are born in Portugal, you can acquire Portuguese citizenship. And also, the, there is also the Sephardic uh, Jews route that is becoming more and more difficult because the new uh, change in the law, it is required that you live three years in Portugal. The Our president, which was he was a constitutional professor and fan, a fantastic one. Um, he uh, challenged and asked the constitutional court to assess whether there was this was these changes in the law, and especially in respect to the Sephardic Jews, was against the constitution. But the the constitutional court already said that these these changes in in respect to the Sephardic Jews were not against the, the 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 our constitution, so they will pass uh, and they will be implemented. Although all the rights of all those Sephardic Jews that had started the process previously would be safe and will be respected.
0: Okay. And um, I understand there's uh, some other things happening with regards to law change, with um, regards to citizenship in terms of it potentially starting when you put in your residency application. Has there been any update on this? Do you know?
1: Yes, yes. So the, the five-year rule for naturalization remains the same. Okay. But now, this, the five years, the clock start ticking from the time you start the application for a d visa or another visa the start the five years start counting by the time you start the application for the visa so this is a a huge relief because as you know there are delays uh, in the portuguese bureaucracy so this is a a favorable, uh, a very positive aspect that you, you have to take into account. But it's important to um, to take into account that for that, to to seek this route of citizenship, you have to have a successful visa application. So just imagine an hypothetical and not very reasonable case, but if you have a visa process pending for five years, um unless you have a successful application you could not pursue the citizenship route so these 5 years are starting now from the time you start the application for the visa whereas according to the previous law this, the clock would start ticking by the time you get the resident permit card and sometimes there is a delay because just having the IMO or the SEF appointment. And sometimes the resident permit card just come two months after that. And you started four months before in the constants, or five or six months before. because So you can gain almost a year with this change in the law. But I do believe there will be lots of discussions to, to understand and to clarify what could be considered in the different visas and the different options, what could be considered the start of starting the application. I think there will be more discussions, more legal discussions about this. But this is a very favorable aspect because it shows that somehow the Portuguese state is sensible and is trying to address the fact that everything takes very long in Portugal and much longer than it would be expected and reasonable for all those people working in this field
0: okay that's uh, that is fantastic news i know there have been some delays for people i guess one thing that struck me there is if people um start the um, qualification for citizenship earlier before they get to portugal then they have less time to create ties to the Portuguese community and to learn the language once they move to Portugal. So that's something people should be thinking about because their um, time when they can apply for citizenship might come up sooner.
1: Yes, so this is, as I said in the beginning, I think it makes sense to to start working and preparing the naturalization even before you come to Portugal, although it's not complicated and Portugal Mm -hmm. has an easier path to citizenship than the, the vast majority of the European countries, you still it's still acquiring a citizenship and still one of the best passports in the world that gives you right to to the, all the 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 rights and civil rights and political rights of an European citizen. So this is huge. So it's worth preparing. It's not super complicated. The path is not is relatively easy, but you should prepare. As everything because i believe that the the requirement strong connection with the community with so many demands for portuguese citizenship will be more and more demanding in the okay. future
0: so um one of the main ways is obviously to show knowledge of the portuguese language which you could start learning while you're in another country Do do you think it's possible to, or what would you recommend people do to obtain other ties to Portugal while they're still um, getting ready to move to Portugal?
1: I think to be part of Portuguese associations, to be part of a soccer club, to try to understand more about the country and the knowledge, try to get acquainted and get Portuguese friends Mm -hmm. start to be part of some associations in the country that do do that helps the, the poor people or that's some important cause for them in Portugal. I think all these small elements which show that you have a strong connection with to the Portuguese community. Okay. And so having a property here, having a bank account here, having any type of business here, all these coming have frequent travel to portugal all these elements all together can play a role uh, in considering that you have strong ties to the community although of course this is there are discretionary powers whenever you analyze this is not something just mathematical this is something that that has has to be has a subjective aspect which, which will have to be because you you can meet some objective elements and in the end not be really inserted in the community so the 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 judge might or or the public officer might have the right to to raise questions in this regard which makes sense
0: <laughs> okay that's very interesting and i get i've um been to a few places around the world that have large um portuguese communities so if people are in places like um toronto or london or um i think uh, san jose I, I was there they all have large uh, portuguese communities so you will find events going on societies there even before you um, get to portugal and um, let's see what other questions we have coming up so Let's talk about the current time frame for citizenship approval. So once someone gets everything in, um, how long should they expect to wait before getting approval?
1: Uh, it's always, this is a tricky question. It's always hard to give timelines whenever you are working with Portuguese public authorities. It used to be some years ago, something like one year as an on average time Now, with this huge demand, I would say two years. But what I can say is that whenever you hire a lawyer, a lawyer can submit the process electronically. And just this digitalization of all the documents is something that, in some cases, used to take some months to be done. So there is a first step that you you overcome just for the beginning, which, which can be very significant. So um, I think this this could be an advantage. And you, you also can track the process, which in which stage the process is. Whereas we do do knew of cases where people spent years without having any notice of the process. And there were some horror stories of cases where the where the processes were lost or the documentation was lost, which is always something very unpleasant.
0: I will say when I sent out the uh, questions for the webinar just before this, one of, one of the main things people asked was they said, I've submitted a, an application myself and I have no idea what's going on. How do I do it? And this is something I think that could have been avoided by working um, with a lawyer such as yourself because you have access, you can give them updates and let them know yes. um, rather than people just being stuck in limbo for years.
1: Yes, sometimes yes. Sometimes it's not absolutely accurate, but at least we know the phase where the process is at a given moment, and this is from knowing nothing to have a general information of the stage. Mm-hmm. I think this is also already a huge step.
0: Okay, and, uh, and
1: it's possible for for lawyers and for lawyers that know administrative law to ask for an information if the, the time is really the delays are too long <laughs> it might make sense to okay. ask the the administrative services for information and in extreme cases it's possible to do an in the administrative injunction to obtain information of the process so there are ways to at least to to get them an answer okay, which is better helpful. than to be completely the unknown.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so go- talking about requirements for citizenship, uh, you mentioned before the A2 exam or that level, and also ties to the Portuguese community. What other requirements are there for obtaining citizenship? Let's do through naturalization, because I, as I understand it, it might differ depending on which route you're taking.
1: So from naturalization, you need to live here for five years. the new law hasn't as as far as i know hasn't entered into force yet but from the new law these five years will count from the start you initiate the, the from the moment you initiate the application um whereas before these five years would count from the time of the issuance of the resident permit card um, another aspect you you need a criminal record from your uh, country of origin, and this is this is basically what you need. You need a birth certificate, apostilled, and this is basically what you need in a power of attorney if you are using a lawyer. This in general terms and the the strong ties to the community and the A two exam, uh, but as you know, in sometimes you can the A2 exam can be skipped. If you are more than 60, if you're completely unable to to perform the exams, there are some alternatives. Um, And if you have mental health problems or not in condition to do such an exam, it can be waived. Uh, But this this would be, in general terms, the the requirements. So I will repeat the five years, now counting from the time you start the application for the visa, your criminal records, um, also the strong connection with the community and many cases, the A2 exam, which can be exempted in in some cases. Namely, when you're acquiring citizenship through your children, Mm -hmm. it is possible the, the, the A2 exam can be waived.
0: Okay, interesting and uh let's i know most people just do the a2 but let's say someone wanted to go for a higher level like b1 or b2 it may be even higher do you think that would look uh, make them look more favorable that they had come for a higher level which would, would it show bigger ties
1: i think yes i think okay. yes i think definitely yes because it shows a stronger interest for the language and as you know we we have our poet fernand pessoa that said uh, the, the Portuguese uh, language is my country. I think knowing the, la- the language, to know one's language, it's, it's a powerful thing. It's a powerful way to integrate with a the, with the community and with a country. Um, I speak some foreign language. And when I address a German in German, I think the way I reach him is different because... It's it's power to 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 learn uh, a country's language. Definitely, yes. I, I think that that's a yes.
0: Okay, fantastic. Well. That means it's definitely worth starting learning Portuguese even before you come to Portugal because it takes a while to learn a language, but um, if you can get in and show that you have a higher level in A2, it may help you on your citizenship, but I think it'll also make your life in Portugal a lot easier because this A2 is really just the upper beginner level Um, and it's good for getting by, but to really have conversations, you might need a higher level.
1: And and definitely you are doing a benefit to your brain. So I think learning beyond being fun and being Mm -hmm. an agreeable experience, I think it's a a very good exercise for the brain itself.
0: Um, Yeah, it it can be fun. It can be a good way to meet other people when you move to Portugal. If you take a group class, for example, everybody else in there is going to have just moved to Portugal as well. So um, that's a useful way to get to know new people too.
1: Definitely, yes.
0: um, uh, One question that's come up is, so some people have a pathway to citizenship, let's say through a parent or grandparent, but they might also qualify for a visa like the D7 or D8. Which Mm -hmm. is faster if if their main priority is moving to Portugal, which is the faster way to go about it?
1: Definitely a visa because it takes much less time six months, seven months, eight months. It depends how long it will take to get all the documents together. Uh, whereas we have an average timeline of two years to acquire Portuguese citizenship. So definitely the visas are are a quicker step to, to come to Portugal. And if you're somehow pursuing, yes, if you're pursuing the route of naturalization and if you have... A Portuguese grandparent, and you need to show ties to the community. Uh, it's always easier when you are living here. That's true. So, so it it might make sense in ca- in some cases where you are acquiring through grandparentage. It might make sense to do a visa first if you, if you have okay. the conditions to do, because it's much easier to learn the language and to show the strong connection to the community.
0: Okay, that, that's a very interesting point. I, I had not thought about that at all. Um, yeah, that you know, this sense. is
1: the, the question of be, talking with with so many people and having so many clients that are trying to pursue this route. It might us uh, think of it and trying to understand what should be the most effective route and the, the better to pursue.
0: Yeah, you are seeing examples of what works every single day, I guess. Yes
1: and what doesn't work, too,
0: unfortunately. <laughs> um, so, of all these different routes, I, I guess some people only have some options open to them, but what would you say is the easiest route to obtaining Portuguese citizenship?
1: I think if you have a Portuguese parent, I think <laughs> this is the easiest route. Okay. If you are born in Portugal and your parent is re- is residing here for, for one year, or if one, of, if one of your parents was born here, I think definitely this would be the easiest route of your marriage to a Portuguese, too. I think mm-hmm. this would be easiest. Other than this, I would say naturalization, or even if you have a Portuguese grandparent, and you can have knowledge of Portuguese and can do an A2 test and have strong connections with the community. I think... Uh, it's difficult to say which is the easiest, but having a Portuguese parent, definitely, or being born in Portugal with a legal uh, a parent residing legally here or being born here, I think this would be the easiest one. The easiest. Okay.
0: One. And I think... From people who, who don't have um, a Portuguese parent or grandparent, that might be the only route, unless they meet a lovely Portuguese man or woman and decide to uh, live together or get married.
1: Yes, definitely.
0: Um, so next question is um, from someone who already has several passports and is wondering whether you can have more than three citizenships. Could he add Portuguese to the two he already has?
1: I, I think there is no problem in acquiring another citizenship unless your own country some, um, somehow says you cannot do it. As you know, previously in US, uh, the, the Portuguese immigrants, they had to renounce the Portuguese citizenship to acquire US citizenship. So unless one of the country raises questions, which is not the, 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 the situation of Portugal, Um, you can acquire more than two citizenships, definitely.
0: Okay. And then speaking of acquiring um, additional citizenships, for those that already have an EU passport, such as one from Ireland or France, is it worth also getting a Portuguese passport as well?
1: Uh, It always depends on on what motivates you. I think one of the, the major benefits of a Portuguese passport is that you are, you will have uh, rights, civil and political rights, as an European citizen. And this is huge. You can live, study, work in any of the countries of the Schengen space. So this is huge. So for the vast majority, if you have an European passport, it might not be worth to acquire a, a Portuguese citizenship unless you want to, to live in Portugal, vote in Portugal without restrictions. Uh, you, have to, you want to honor your roots and your um, ancestry. Portugal really makes sense, is your homeland. If you if for you this is important, then it, it's worth to, to acquire Portuguese uh, citizenship on top of another European citizenship. But in practical terms, for the vast majority, if you already hold an European passport, it might not be worth to to acquire a Portuguese uh, passport.
0: Okay. Um, Now, getting on to um, speeding up the citizenship process, we touched on this a little bit discussing the benefits of using a lawyer rather than doing it yourself is there any way that you or anybody can speed up the process
1: uh in general terms to be completely Mm -hmm. honest in a general case if everything is, is if you have nothing abnormal it will be just difficult to to expedite the process but what i can say is just having a lawyer you, the lawyer will submit the documents electronically. So there is immediately a first stage that we know from our experience that in some cases it used to take months for the public services to digi- digitalize the documentation. So this this can be uh, an, uh, if you this could be a way of expedite the process. Also in very abnormal cases, you can, if the delay is too long, completely above what, what is normal, you can ask for a formal information and you can ask the courts to, to apply and even to in extreme cases to apply the services to issue and to give you an application if you have if you are entitled to do it in extreme cases. And there is also in terms of the, the citizenship law, it is possible if you meet all the requirements which are very complicated it is possible in urgent cases to do an injunction okay we, we, we have a case of an ukrainian boy he might he he was born in portugal his mother was um, legally residing here when he was born so if he doesn't acquire Portuguese citizenship, he might have to go to war and probably with a, preab- a big probability to die. So in this case, I think there might be place we will still have to, to prepare it and to study better. It might, be, you might meet the requirements to do an injunction and to expedite the, the citizenship process. So there are ways, not for the normal cases
0: okay so it sounds like for the average person the best option is to work with a lawyer because that means things are digitized um immediately or faster and it also means i guess that everything is going to be correct whereas if you do it yourself you could make a mistake and then you've got you might get rejected and then go through an appeal process
1: and and the, the, the lawyers have the possibility to track okay the,
0: the
1: process and if there's Um, any abnormality to go there to the services and ask what's going on and try to understand what's going on and even to ask formally for an information first directly to the services then through the court if needed in extreme cases.
0: Okay. Um, Now the next question uh, has been something that quite a few Americans have asked because I believe Americans they pay taxes based on citizenship rather than residency so there are a few concerns whether americans will have to pay uh taxes on their income once they become portuguese citizens
1: just because you become a portuguese citizenship you don't a citizen you don't automatically have to pay taxes here one thing is citizenship Another thing is being the situation to pay taxes here. Um, even if you reside here, you might not have to pay taxes here if you don't generate income that are taxed here. So I think this, these are two completely different aspects. And mm-hmm. just for acquiring citizenship, that doesn't generate in Portugal the obligation to pay taxes here. Because Portugal doesn't follow the criteria of the states. So, this this uh, criteria, the states that on taxing people based on citizenship is a criteria that in international tax law is not the, the normal criteria for most countries and it's not the norm for Portugal.
0: Okay, that is good to know and I'm sure will come as a relief um particularly to those who are living in the us and applying through a parent or grandparent um one thing that has also been asked is what is the difference between having citizenship and having temporary or permanent residency status in portugal and how do they differ
1: if you have a uh temporary uh residency you have to renovate it so mm-hmm. it's it's something that will be will give you have to to have the work to renovate it and meet the requirements so it's completely different from citizenship where you're entitled to live here without any type of restrictions um when you reside permanently uh, permanently i think it's always better to to be uh, citizen so this there is the situation is definitive and you can vote and you you are entitled to to act as a a Portugal, portuguese in full force so i think it's also, also always a better situation for you
0: okay it is definitely confusing um and you, you will
1: you'll be holding also an european passport with the rights to live to work to study in any country of the Schengen space, which is huge. And mm-hmm. also you'll be treated, you'll have all the benefits of holding a, a Portuguese passport, which is one of the best passports in the world. So I think this this is reason enough for you to opt to, and to think that citizenship is better than permanent residency.
0: Okay, and am I right in thinking that you have to renew your permanent residency after I think a ten years or so? Whereas yes, you don't, yes. you don't renew you're Absolutely
1: your right. I didn't mention that, but you're absolutely right. This yes.
0: And citizenship, once you get it, it's granted for forever. Yes,
1: you don't have to renew it. There's no okay. worries about renewals. Yes.
0: Um. So the next um question is. Um, Related to that, which is once citizenship is approved, would I still need to have a temporary or permanent residency permit? No,
1: of course not. Okay.
0: Okay. Um, I don't know if you'll know the answer to this one, as (laughs) it's quite specific, but can Americans still collect U.S. Social Security once they become Portuguese citizens?
1: Of course, of course they can. There is no reason not not to do it.
0: Okay, that is, um, I'm sure, good news for anyone who is concerned about that. Um, next question is related to the obtaining citizenship and whether there's a citizenship exam, which I know some countries require you to know about the culture and the history and things like that.
1: No, there is no such thing as a citizenship exam.
0: Okay. However, I think it's probably a good idea to read up on Portuguese culture, to understand the things that are important so that you can integrate more into Portugal and understand uh, what life here is all about. Of course. Um, would owning a property help with the citizenship process? Uh,
1: it's not mandatory at all. Okay. But it would be one of the signs to to show connection with the community. But it's not mandatory at all. You don't have to own property to uh, show a strong connection to the Portuguese community.
0: Okay, that is is good to know. Um, So the next question is about the A2 exam. I understand there are some government-sponsored courses that people can take instead of having to take the A2 exam. Um, do you know how someone would find information about that?
1: Uh, we can, if you contact us, we will mm-hmm. send link for, for that information. Okay. I think it's the easiest path to, to, provide, to, to provide an answer in respect to that. Okay. I don't know by heart the name of the, the institution that does, but it's possible.
0: If someone were to switch visas, for example, from, say, a golden visa to a D7 visa, would this um, put the clock back, so to speak, and would they be starting again? Uh,
1: Put the clock back for what?
0: Well, let's can you, say if yes, I s-
1: can you be clearer please
0: yes of course sorry about that let's say someone moved to portugal or was on the golden visa for two years and then decided I want to change to the D7 visa um they switch they get the D7 and they move to Portugal um properly um would we- what would their citizenship through naturalization look like would those first 2 years from the golden visa be counted or would they be starting again
1: i believe they would be starting again because um as you know now the law changed and you the 5 years will count from the time you start the application but what what the law says is for this to be true this application will have to be successful and if we if you quit a golden visa application i i don't believe you lose this two years probably i i don't okay. see the solution not to lose them unless i'm i might have to analyze it in more detail but i would say according to the wording of the alterations to the nationality law I would say that uh, you'd start counting by the time you'd, you'd start the D7 application.
0: Okay, so um, possibly a risky move for someone to consider yes. then.
1: Yes, I would say so. Because until now, um, the, the five years, we'd only start count- counting by the time you had uh, the resident permit card. Um, now they say it is possible that the five years will start counting from the time you start the application, just as long as you have a successful application. If you quit this application to start a new one, you don't have a successful application. This is a, a first analysis of the question you 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 pose, but I sometimes. As lawyers, we do have to think and to study and to analyze, to to think of ingenious um, solutions to to solve the problems, but that have to be grounded on the law.
0: Okay, um, I have another question for you that might be coming to you for the first time, but but you me- we mentioned golden visas there, and we've been talking about ties to the Portuguese community. People on the Golden Visa only need to spend about seven uh, days on average in Portugal. Is that enough to still show ties to the Portuguese community, especially now that the property option has been removed? They're no longer buying property in Portugal.
1: I would say no. I would say no. And I would say that my interpretation is, and, and many, many people that were promoting the Golden Visa, would say uh, c- initially citizenship through investment, and now you, if you're paying, if you're attentive, many people say residency through investment. So I, don't, I think the golden visa opens door to citizenship, but you don't automatically acquire Portuguese citizenship because you were here, because you acquire a golden visa card. And I think being here for seven days is different from really residing in the country, which is what the citizenship law says. And of course, a country can just not accept a citizens, someone that was here just seven days per year. I think this is, this is would be problematic and I understand many people acquired Portuguese citizenship with the golden visa just being here for seven days but I will believe I believe that will be more complicated in the future
0: okay it sounds like people will have to work very very hard to prove connections to Portugal if that's the route that they're going to take
1: yes I I believe this this requirement will be more and more uh, important this requirement is not an initial requirement but the thing is um the the it's possible for the public attorney to oppose to someone's acquiring portuguese uh, citizenship because they didn't show enough connection to the portuguese community and then this might be an issue so I think it's very important to work on this aspect very mm-hmm. hard and in a very sustained way from the beginning. Okay. This would be my advice.
0: So now we're going to move on to some questions for people who want to obtain citizenship through their parents or grandparents. We've just got a few So if a parent renounced citizenship when they went to the US, is it still possible to obtain citizenship through them? Yes, it is.
1: I think there are several situations if they renounce it before 1981 or after that. But I believe that we will then we could enter into details uh, afterwards. But it's possible. Uh, But there are different solutions for for this situation.
0: Okay. Um, And if someone has a claim to Portuguese citizenship through a parent or grandparent, do they need to be in contact with them?
1: No, not at all. This is the formal thing in terms of the connections to their parents or grandparents.
0: Um, We have a few cases where people's grandparents have come from Portugal, but when they've arrived in the U.S. or another country, they've changed their surname. So now the documents don't really line up. Is that going to be an issue?
1: Uh, This is always challenging. That might be an issue, and it might be troublesome to solve this issue because, as I've been saying this repeatedly, Portugal is still the country of unstandardized bureaucracy, and I believe that we... We have noticed that different civil registries demand different documents to prove also that the, the, the person with this name is the same person that is registered, has a birth registered before the civil registry. So I think this this is, will be challenging, but but we have been able to solve successfully many of these processes, so this can be done.
0: OK. And similar to that, there are a lot of people who have a grandparent who um, lived in some uh, part of Portugal and now they don't really have many records. They know it through the parents, maybe, or but they don't have birth certificates or marriage certificates. Is that something that you're able to help people um, track down?
1: Yes. Yes. Okay. It, it, they, they should know when their grandparents were born and where they were born. And then it's it's possible to localize and to obtain the, the birth certificates and the documentation.
0: Okay. Um, now let's say that um, someone lives in Portugal for five years and then they obtain Portuguese citizenship. And they have children living in another country in the US or the UK or something. Can they pass that citizenship down to them as uh, as a normal Portuguese citizenship uh, citizen would?
1: If you have acquired citizenship, no.
0: Okay. So <laughs> there's a difference then in Portuguese law between citizenship that's acquired and originally you have a claim. Yes. yes. Okay. Um, and if so, if um. Someone wants to apply for a passport, which I think everybody wants to do once they get Portuguese citizenship. Um, how long does that take? And is that a fairly straightforward process?
1: Oh, it's a fairly straightforward uh, process. And there are ways that you can get an urgent passport that within some days you can get a passport. So it's a straightforward Way, uh, way. It's the same way the Portuguese have to to go to to the AIME to get a passport. It's the same process. It's no different from those that just acquired citizenship.
0: Okay, that's um that's really good to know. Um, there are some questions then about the people who are living with a partner long term, um, but they're not married. In terms of proving that connection uh, that union what what is typically required
1: if they have a non-partnership agreement and this non-partnership agreement is registered this would be great if okay. they live in portugal if they have their union registered or recognized by law or by through a, a judge a judicial procedure if they have documentation from the parish Junta saying that they're living together. If they have children together, this is huge. If they have, they present uh, joint tax returns, if they have had the same address for, for long, if they have loans together for a home, or uh, so there are many, many small aspects, but a but uh, non-partnership agreement uh, registered would be very important.
0: Okay, so um, paperwork always very important in Portugal.
1: Yes, 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 because according to the law, these people for citizenship and also for immigration purposes should be treated as married couples. From a practical point of view, we, we understand this is many times very challenging.
0: Okay. Um. We've gone through uh, the questions that people have asked in advance of the webinar, Sandra. So if you would like me to continue, there's some that have come in and um, that I could ask if you'd like to answer more questions.
1: Yes, I'm I'm with you as long as I know the answers. But if I don't, just I I will ask people to, to address me and send me an email and I will provide the answers.
0: Okay. And... Um, I will say that uh, Sandra is very good about saying that and always says that if she doesn't know the answer, she will do the research and come back, which I I, I really, really appreciate. I find um, I much more appreciate an answer from someone who says that for, rather than someone who uh, tries to come up with okay. one on the spot.
1: Okay, but you, you can continue, uh, James. Tell, tell them if you have some some additional questions, of course I can I can try to answer them.
0: Of course. so the next question then is about citizenship through the former Portuguese colonies. Um, what would if someone has a Portuguese parent that was alive while the um, while there were certain countries were a part of the Portuguese Empire, would that allow them to claim Portuguese citizenship?
1: Yes, in many cases, okay. yes, although there are differences, but but yes, I would say yes.
0: Uh, what's the general rule with regard to citizenship through the um, through the former Portuguese colonies.
1: So if the parents were born, while these countries were still Portuguese were still part okay. of. Um, I, I think this is the most important criteria.
0: Okay. And I imagine that's also a challenge to get hold of documents such as birth yes. and marriage yes. because you're yes. doing because it from a very far. Back
1: then, formal registry in many places was not a thing. So it might be challenging and some documents are damaged. So, so it's it's challenging in terms of documentation. So these these procedures are more challenging than the others.
0: Okay. Um does being born in portugal automatically grant you portuguese citizenship
1: no i i already answered that oh yes you have to have one of your parents has to be legally residing here for over one year mm-hmm. or one of your parents has to be born in portugal
0: okay and once someone has obtained a citizenship do they need um, to update uh, any of the authorities in Portugal to let them know about the change?
1: I would say no. There is not a okay. need to do that.
0: Okay, fantastic. Um, let's see what else we have here. If um, So going back to the people that have submitted applications by themselves and they're very stuck in limbo and not sure what to do, what's the best advice for them? Should they, um, should they just wait and see? Um, should they get in contact with you? Is there anything that your firm can do at that point?
1: Of course, we, there's something we can do the the person can try to go to the public services and try to obtain an information but this is very challenging for for someone that's not a lawyer and that that they can also contact us but i think the best way is always to start from scratch electronically so we have can have track of everything but this could be a possibility but of course we cannot promise that immediately we would we would expedite the process we might be able to know what is status is mm-hmm. what's going on with the process we we do not do miracles so we would not solve immediately the process and people would not expect that within one month or two months they would have citizenship this is not what but at least we could try to understand what is going mm-hmm. on with the process
0: okay now, quite a lot of people who are attending this are hoping to obtain citizenship by living in Portugal. And we've talked a little bit about, we've mentioned visas like the D7 and the Golden Visa. Would you be able to give a, sort of a run through on, if someone wants to move to Portugal, what are the different options available to them?
1: So I think the, the one of the easiest, the most common options is um, the D7. Okay. The D-8, the D-7 is for those that have passive income. Mm-hmm. Passive income is income that you don't have to work for, meaning okay. rentals, pensions, interests, royalties. Um, and these people have to show that on average, they earn something like the Portuguese minimum wage, which mm-hmm. is 120 euros per month, plus... Yeah. 50% for the spouse plus 30% for each child. So this is the route for those that want the D7 routes. They will also have to show proof of accommodation in Portugal. And prior to initiating the process on their country of a nationality or legal residency, they will have to have A bank tax number in Portugal, a bank account in Portugal, and also the the accommodation prepared. So they they meet the requirement of proof of accommodation, which is a lease or uh, having bought a property here. This would be the D7. This is a very good uh, route for those that have um, passive income or for pensioners or retirees. For those that are working remotely, will be working remotely in Portugal, but by being paid by a foreign entity, we have the D8 that has a little bit that is in force for a little bit more than one year. The, this person has to show that a they earn on average four Portuguese minimum salaries, which is, if I'm not wrong, is three thousand two hundred and eighty euros per month in the three months prior to initiating the application. They will have to show that they earn this amount. And this D8 is for all those people that will be working remotely in Portugal. And although the name is, is digital, it's not only for those working for high tech or in a digital way. It's for everybody that is working remotely in Portugal for a foreign entity irrespective of the nature of the contract that this person has so this is possible for those that own their own business for those that are have a partnership agreement for those that work independently for those that have a labor contract so the g8 is for all those that will be working in portugal being paid by a foreign entity irrespective of the nature of the contract that professional contract that they have with this foreign entity we we are understanding that with IMA there are some changes and there are being more demanding in terms of the formal requirements of the D8 and we are observing an early intervention of the immigration services, already when the process is in consulate which was something that we never analyzed when we we had sef and i believe that now the formal requirements of the d8 are getting more complicated we had one case where they they said that they, they had a project for the nile and in this case was very important for us to explain that they, they should not deny it because the client met the requirements and we provided the additional uh, details, uh, documents they were be asking for. But in this case, again, were, was very important that our client had a lawyer that understood administrative law and knew exactly uh, how to react when there was a project for denial as you know probably know in portugal when in administrative law before any public service before a public entity can give a decision that's uh, that can jeopardize in any way um the citizen or the the person they are obliged to send to that person um the projects for denial or the project of the act that may jeopardize the person's situation, and the person is entitled to present allegations to transform that. And this is a, a rights, an initiative law right that is established in the Constitution. But it, mm-hmm. this, it's important that whenever things get a little bit complicated, it's important to have someone by our side that knows exactly what he's doing. And he's trained to do that in several different situations and know how to do that and how to react properly before the consulate.
0: That that's very interesting because I think a lot of people think um, you know, oh I meet the requirements for this visa, I earn this much. Um and that's it. It's a it's a yes or no decision. But it sounds like there are instances where you might meet them and get denied and then you need someone to come in and um
1: well basically... the case as you know in the US, as in Portugal mm-hmm. When you have a labor contract, it doesn't have to be written um and they they were claiming that we didn't present a labor contract, but we didn't present pet because there was no labor contract there was no formal labor contract, but this is not also in Portugal. this is not the norm when you have a labor contract. it is not mandatory except in certain situations that you have a written contract so uh and it was so there was. An issue. They they. It didn't make sense, but it was possible to to explain that. Listen, in the US as in Portugal, when you have a labor contractual relationship, it's not mandatory in normal situations to have a written contract. So and they they did accept it. So it's this kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, okay. Um, it sounds, yeah, it, it's, it's what you're saying about Portugal being a place of, I think you said, unstandardized uh, bureaucracy.
1: Yes, yes, but, but this, I think this is reasonable, because if people are coming to Portugal, I think it's also important that the Portuguese authorities make sure this person will not be a burden to our social security, so they they have to verify this this is not abnormal, but it might be difficult uh for you to address this properly if you if you're not if you don't know the rules and if not the legal rules
0: um now you mentioned the uh d seven and you mentioned the d eight um would you be able to mention the d two a little bit as well because we sometimes get questions about that
1: Yes, but I think this is a less a less yeah. uh, always the less traveled uh, routes so we we normally don't advise our clients unless they meet the specific requirements and this something very specific we normally don't don't uh, advise our clients to pursue the, the g 2 route
0: Okay, that's good to know. I guess the requirements are a little simpler to understand on the um, D7 and D8, more standardized.
1: There are always more discretionary powers whenever you have to present your own projects. There are always more discretionary powers and not all all, um, areas of the economy are accepted. And you have to put your own money in it. And... You, you can have everything, you you think you meet all the dots, and then it's not uh, accepted. So okay. we normally try to, to avoid this route, because I think it's more demanding for okay. the clients and for us.
0: Um, there's some questions about health um, insurance and uh, access to the public health service. So this, I assume, comes with Portuguese citizenship. Would people get it uh, before when they are resident as well
1: Yes if you are resident once you obtain the resident permit card resident mm-hmm. permit card you are entitled to to insert yourself in the national healthcare system. Okay and we have several clients that benefit for frankly I already talked about this several times we had a client an American client that she had diabetes type 1. And she was sparing one thousand euros on insulin and other, every other aspects related to her type, diabetes type one situation. So this is possible once you you are legally resident here.
0: Okay, and that comes with the resident permit. Yes. Okay, and another benefit to living in Portugal, as I understand it, would be access to the um educational institutions. Is yes. that correct? Yes, okay. It is. It is. And, and that and, comes with residency.
1: And that comes with residency. Yes. Okay. Although foreign citizens in some situations have to pay mm-hmm. um for high, very well ranked institutions in Portugal that do teach in English. uh, but there is nothing you cannot compare with with anything uh an, you you cannot compare with with student loans or something like that but if you have kids you are a family coming to to here and you are legally residing here the kids are entitled to benefit from our public uh, edu- educational system in the same terms as a portuguese yes
0: okay fantastic um, let's see if we have any questions. I think we're coming to the end, uh, Sandra, we've had... And
1: I, and I, will, I will repeat something that I'm, I'm, perhaps I'm repeating myself, but I have a 20-year-old. He studies mm-hmm. engineering in a good university. And I don't want to say wrong, but I paid something like 800 euros for the whole year in a very good university, which is in comparison to the U.S. or any other European country. Uh,
0: Absolutely, yeah, that is um, very, very affordable. Um, And I think it's a good way to sort of round off this chat about citizenship because we're you know we're talking about getting a portuguese passport and for some people they're thinking that means i can move and live anywhere in the eu but actually there's a lot of great reasons to stay in portugal once you get that passport in terms of the quality of life that you get so many people that i deal with are moving from other countries in the eu to portugal because they want the good weather they want the friendly people they want the family focus they want um the safety So many things. I know, um, Sandra, you are very vocal about the benefits of living in Portugal.
1: Yes, I think definitely um, more than a more affordable country, uh, you can have a country where you have a better quality of life, a better living, a great weather, family values, friendship values. Perhaps we are a little bit less efficient, but perhaps sometimes humans should be A little bit, our pace should be a little bit more human and more family oriented than just efficient alone is, it might not be enough.
0: Absolutely. Um, well, Sandra, I'm going to put your um email address in the chat again. I know your team have been working very, very hard behind the scenes to answer a lot of questions and they've been sharing it. So I'm gonna Yes, my
1: fantastic team always working. Inaida, Alexandra, Martha, always hard working team. Yes.
0: Uh yes, they um they have been very, very hard at work. There have been a lot of questions answered actually today. I think let,
1: let me just tell you something. I think Quality of life is mm-hmm. what stands us out. And it's it's, it's a, to, to live a better life and a happier and healthier life. I think it's, it's the most important thing that Portugal has to offer. But I think that's also um, a great country for those who want to do new ventures, new high-tech ventures. Our internet is very fast. Most of our American clients say that internet is faster than US. Um, they get puzzled with proficiency in English and the the high quality technicians and professionals they find in Portugal. So, I think a uh, Portugal is a great, a fantastic country to live but it's also uh, a country for new ventures for post investment possibilities there are lots of uh, german us companies doing great uh, projects here so i think portugal is more than a postcard portugal is also a, a country that professionally and economically can can play cards if we do the right things um so i I think this is the last word I would like to to leave.
0: Okay, well, that is a very positive note to end on. Thank you so much for that, Sandra. And thank you so much for answering all of these questions. I said it in the beginning, I'll say it again. Information that's accurate about living in Portugal is so hard to come by um, online. And so I think people really, really appreciate having these questions answered by um, someone who actually knows the law and is passionate about it and passionate about helping people who want to move to Portugal and obtain citizenship.
1: Okay. Thank, thank you so much for having me here and if and um, sorry for as a disclaimer probably I didn't address all the your questions but come back to to us send us an email and we'll try to to get back to you app. Okay, thank you so much.
0: Perfect. Okay. Thank you.
1: Bye-bye.